0: Welcome back to the punt return for football fans. This is Super Bowl week because it is <laughs> Super Bowl week. If you love football, this is the best week of the year. Welcome back, Ryan Laporte. It's been been a big week. Uh, it's been a big playoff series. It's been a big season. And for us, I think yeah, it's, been, it's been a tough season for us doing this podcast. We haven't we haven't always been available. It's been yeah, there's been a few things getting in the way kind of week to week, but um, we made it. We made it through, and uh, we're here for Super Bowl Week. How are you feeling, mate?
1: Yeah, mate. Can't wait for the game. I reckon it's going to be an absolute cracker. And Like you said, it's it has been a bit of a roller coaster year for, for us um, and this podcast, but uh, no, it's been a good playoff series or postseason. I think we've... Um, we've had some consistency and, and some repetition which has been nice it's been missing as we as we've touched on so we do apologize for that listeners but look we're back to to chat things all things super bowl this week and as i said and yeah we can't wait and and like you rightly pointed out nick it's super bowl week
0: <laughs> it's super bowl week and last week last week we did we talked about a bunch of stuff mm. almost everything except the super bowl Yep. uh and this week even though there you know there are some things there's some you know some coaching updates and coordinators and all that type of stuff I reckon maybe if we want to talk about that stuff later we will do that next week or the week after or something else but this week is Super Bowl week so let's focus on the big game the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers I think if if we'd spoken about kind of the matchups that we expected preseason and we did I think this was this is one of those matchups that I think everybody maybe maybe not actually predicted, but this is a fair chance of happening 20 weeks ago. Um but I think if you'd asked people in week 10, for example, what they thought the Super Bowl matchup was going to be, this probably wouldn't have been it.
1: Yeah, exactly right, mate. Absolutely. It was would it would have been a a match on most people's lips heading into the season, obviously. Could have easily seen this match-up last year. We only saw it four seasons ago. So it's two familiar foes that have been at the top of their respective conferences for the past few seasons. And um, But like you rightly mentioned, mate, the Chiefs certainly went off the boil um, and, and probably a little bit the Niners too. Obviously, we they hit that rough patch where they lost three in a row after, after starting the season five and zip. But they quickly... Um, Got the ship back on track and 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 rode that um, victories all the way to the finish line outside of that Baltimore loss, of course. But um, and then of course you've got the Chiefs who who really stumbled and bumbled their way to a another title victory. And as we've already touched on uh, in previous weeks, it could have been a very different story for the Kansas City Chiefs if for one they they played in a weaker or sorry a stronger stronger division, really some pretty poor teams around them this season. And then of course if their defense wasn't up to scratch. But we know it's been an absolute elite um, defensive unit this year that's carried them a lot of the games and a lot of the you know the mishaps that the offense have had. But uh, they've certainly pulled it together. And again, it's been their defense. It's probably been the, the standout in the postseason for the Chiefs. But there's been some Mahomes magic. We've seen some Travis Kelsey magic. And, and we know what how dynamic those two are. And all the records that they've broken and, and more records that they'll break potentially. But look, it's going to be an epic matchup. And it's it's hard to split the two teams, and it's probably why the bookies are, are so kind of split as well. I mean, it's almost a coin flip now with, um, yeah, the 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 money and the and the line kind of coming back in towards the Chiefs and and rightly so. From you know, it's hard to write you know, bet against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So, uh and Andy Reid for that matter. So look, it's it's going to be an epic game, and um, I think that's probably goes you know a lot of it's going to go down to the the coaching matchup as well with between Reid and Shanahan who. Obviously, uh, are pretty different styles, but have both been so successful in their own right. And obviously, um, Mike Shanahan's still quite new to the to the role in terms of um, obviously a lot less experience on on his side than than of course Andy Reid. And you know he was a, once working under him as well. So, um, and we know the record that Andy Reid's got over his disciples in in games so far this in his career.
0: Yeah, I mean it really is. A, a, I mean we've been talking about the Chiefs now for for. Kind of six six years, ever since Mahomes and, and and Reed partnered up in in Kansas City, um, so so talking about a dynasty is nothing new. I mean, we've, we've been talking about ever, ever since they kind of came to the fore together. Um, we've been talking about this is a possibility, but I'm not sure anyone, even even knowing how talented the Chiefs have been over the last five or six years, even even watching Patrick Mahomes, even knowing what Andy Reid was capable of. And talking about the potential and the talent in this franchise, and and where this team could go in the future, like what we've seen this team do over the last five or six years is is historic, is dynastic, is emphatic, and and this you have a win in this Super Bowl would really put a punctuation mark on on this franchise and this era. I mean, already this season we've seen. I guess almost a, a passing of the baton, not of not of Patrick Mahomes, but of the way that this team is built and the way that this team plays. It's a very different Kansas City Chiefs that that we've been accustomed to over the last five or six years, um, but it's just it's just as dynamic, although in a different way. You know, we know that offensively they're not as talented, and if there's no if there's no Patrick Mahomes, then this offense is so different. I, I know there's. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, and he's a pretty good player, but he's not a difference maker on offense. Travis Kelsey is, is, a, is a different beast. He's clearly a, a top five tight end of, of all time. I mean, he's one of the greatest players at that position in, in NFL history, uh, but clearly he's at the at the, the tail end of his career. He's closer to the end than the start now um, and you know, put a different quarterback in, in that role. Is Travis Kelsey the same player? Um uh, Obviously, during the season, this was not the, the season that everyone predicted from Travis Kelsey, um, but playoff Kelsey has, has arrived over the last month and, and has been a different beast. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Again, a, a slower season from, from the great man, but, but in the playoffs, the great players come to the fore and, and he's done that once again. Um, but defensively is where, this, is where this franchise has gone to and in this iteration, this season. Um, which is very different to, to what we've seen over the last five or six years. Um, but they are superb defensively. And um, it's just it's just been astonishing to watch the way that this this team and this franchise and this front office and, and this offense and this defense has kind of you know, merged and amalgamated and, and kind of changed over the last 18 months, um, if not the last couple of years. And, it's, it's pretty impressive to, to see, and you kind of wonder like, obviously, with, with these guys, they get older. You wonder how much time does Andy Reid have left? How much, you know, will does he have left to, to keep doing it year after year? Um, Travis Kelsey, like we said, does does he have another year in him? Does he have a couple of years in him? Is, is this it if they win this week? Uh, um, you know, is that it? Um, Patrick Mahomes, like, clearly, he's he's still a young man in quarterback terms, he's 29, something like that, 28, 29 not even 30 yet, um, potentially has a decade left. If you look at some of the great the great QBs of the last 20 years, they're playing late into their 30s. Um, and Patrick Mahomes is kind of eclipsing what those guys have done before 30. So the sky is still the limit for, for Mahomes and whether you know he can do that with the Chiefs moving forward you know, in a couple of years with potentially no Andy Reid, no Travis Kelsey. Um, there, there's a few there's a few pieces that might not be there in in Kansas City anymore. And I really feel like this is kind of, this is one of those, I don't know. It it happened so many times with with the Patriots, if you look back at them, for example, where it felt like this is the last hurrah for them as a franchise, as a squad, as a team, but somehow they kept putting the pieces together to make it work. And and they kept turning up conference championship after conference championship after conference championship and, and and Super Bowl and Super Bowl and Super Bowl and Super Bowl that you never count them out. And, you know, we've talked about it all through this playoff series that you just cannot count out Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. It's it's really tough this week against the Niners, who have been probably the best team, consistently the best team in the competition for the last two seasons Um, and, you know, deserve deserve a shot um, at a Super Bowl. Obviously, they haven't been there since they lost to the the Chiefs, what was it, four four years ago, five years ago. Um, and this is probably their best opportunity. Because um, again, for the Niners, like how do they line up again next year and, and over the next few seasons? So yeah, mate, it's a really interesting matchup, really interesting matchup.
1: The reason why repeating and, and being successful for sustained period in the NFL is so hard, I know it, we're, we're probably it's been the opposite in recent seasons with the dynasties of of the New England Patriots of course and now the the Chiefs taking over the AFC and then the Niners are as close to being that team in the NFC aren't they? I mean like you said they haven't got that ring uh, or that championship yet but they've been in the Super Bowl, they had one kind of season where they bottomed out six win season in 2020 obviously COVID year, lots of teams kind of didn't perform as well as maybe expected, they got their shit together and have made back to back NFC championship games and and then they find themselves obviously back in the Super Bowl this season. So yeah, of course they've been one of the most consistent, if not the most consistent team outside of the Chiefs in the, in the last um, four or five years, like you mentioned. So it's a matchup, you know, between two of the best. Um, you can't argue with that. And regardless of what you feel about either franchise or either team and and the players on their on their rosters. But look, it, it's, it's gonna be a, a tough challenge for both teams for the, for the reasons you just mentioned. And like you said, you just don't know how much, you know, there's so much change in an off-season in the NFL. I mean, obviously the rosters are so huge. Um, you know, two, three, four, five pieces can easily leave or, or come in and, you know, things change very quickly in the NFL. And that's why, you know, you marvel at, you know, an organization like yeah. the Chiefs with, with Mahomes and Reed and what they've done since since they got linked up and since Mahomes came into the league. The Niners has done it a different way, haven't they? I mean, obviously they haven't really had a stable quarterback have they you know the, the most position important position on the field has been such a merry-go-round for the Niners they've had mm. countless amount of injuries to players in that position but the one consistent has been Mike Shanahan and he's been a, a phenomenal person in that organization to turn things around where you know the Niners most of this decade um after Jim Harborough left it was 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 pretty bad and um they had some lean years there um they've got their stuff they've got their um the franchise back to where it where it was obviously um, a dominant team of the of the '90s and the '80s and um, stars of success really until from until the yeah the last four or five years like we mentioned so they're itching to get get championship glory once again and um, it's a huge matchup and what we saw from you know the 2020 team the Niners look a lot different the Niners have the the, the key pieces I think that can can, can turn that ship around uh, or write the um, change the script there and and win this game and i think they're deserving favorites i know it's like i said it's very line ball it's around minus one and a half two at the moment and i anticipate it yeah like you said and have kind of been saying it'd probably go closer to even money and closer towards the chiefs it it certainly won't blow out past that minus two i don't think and but I, i think niners do probably hold that slight edge and that's probably why i'm leaning to them at the moment but um and I'll, we'll obviously talk about why we think that but um, let's let's dissect the matchup mate let's um, let's chat through what's going to be the key to the game
0: yeah well, just just briefly i just want to touch on on something you mentioned there around how you know, how hard it is to to do it year after year and you know we, we've seen the patriots and and you know they are a, a real dynasty and i think you know, in each generation you see one dynasty we look at different sports and you know, for for European football fans in in the late '90s, it was Manchester United and um, you know Real Madrid. Um, you know, in, in different sports, you know, in, in baseball, it's been the Yankees at different times, and you know, right now it's kind of the Astros. Or over the last five years, it's kind of been the Astros. Um, Dodgers. Well, they've never. Well, they,
1: they, they've been the bridesmaid. They,
0: they finally they finally got there in a COVID year. Yeah, they finally got there in a COVID year. It Doesn't really count. But, um, yeah, they've, they've, been there, they've been thereabouts for a long time. But, you know, it, it, I think you, you, you kind of expect one type of dynasty in, in each generation, and, and, you know, it's so hard. It's so hard, not just not just to win, you know, one. Like, obviously, it's, it's really hard to win one, but it's so hard to win two, let alone get to three or four of those games. And, and we saw it with, with the Pats, We've now seen it with the with the Chiefs, and I think it. I'm not sure it can be overstated how hard that is, and and how impressive that is. We at at different times over the last few years, we've seen, you know, different teams look like they're about to take that step into, you know, we talked we've talked about it about the Eagles over the last 18 months that they they look like they were built the right way to do it, you know, and and get back there again this season, but they weren't good enough. They weren't good enough to do it two years in a row, let alone. You know, win one, win two, win three. Um, we've we've talked about it with the Titans at different times, where they looked like they were built like a playoff team. They weren't even able to get to one. Um, we talked about the Rams, who, to their credit, you know they've made they've made two Super Bowls in the last what, six years, seven years. They've won one. But they certainly didn't like. There was a big gap between those those two Super Bowl appearances. What the Chiefs have done is incredible to be there in that conversation year after year after year, and at a a lesser extent, what the Niners have done. um, You know, similar conversation, but but uh, on a lesser scale. Played off in a Super Bowl um, four years ago, lost it, but they've been back to it a a championship game. They're now back to it another Super Bowl. You know, as favorite um it's it's really impressive because it is super hard to get there year after year after year and um yeah both both these teams deserve to be there for for different reasons um and they've gotten there different ways but yeah it's a super intriguing matchup like you said let's let's delve into into the matchup um before we went way over time last week you had a bunch of things that you wanted to go through in, in terms of this matchup so why don't you kick us off here
1: Oh, look, obviously, since, well, including the Super Bowl, the Chiefs have kind of owned this rivalry, and they've won their last three games against the Niners, all by double digits, including the comeback win in the Super Bowl, obviously, where they won by 11 points, and since then, they've only played once, Um, that was in San Francisco, but Holmes and the Chiefs put on a clinic and um, absolutely pumped uh, the Niners, and you know, it's it's it was a classic battle of going into that matchup. I remember when it was like defense versus offense, and the offense came out way on top. I mean, they they had their way with the the Niners in that day, and
0: they blew them away. Yeah,
1: and look, obviously, you know, as we've mentioned or just before, I mean, the teams change so quickly, and and things change from season to season so dramatically. But uh, look, I still think it's going to be a different matchup this season because of of how the defenses are built on both sides, in particular the Chiefs. They're not the offensive powerhouse that we've come to expect but um, they've certainly come alive when they needed to in this in this postseason but uh, and 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 for the Niners they've they've kind of been carved up on defense I suppose a little bit um, in this playoff series in this postseason I mean the Green Bay Packers had a, a lead early over the over the Niners it took um, a good comeback to come um, and then of course in the in the NFC championship game the same kind of thing happening with the with the Lions, they just you know ran the ball down their throat, and they've conceded a hundred and sixty yards on the ground in across those two games. The Niners uh, this postseason, but I think their run defense will hold up this week. I, I know um, Isaiah Pacheco's been playing lights out, and he's you know he had a fantastic playoff series last year, and he's again um, you know coming to the party when when it counts. He he scored a touchdown in his last seven games, which is a phenomenal effort from a young running back. Um, and, you know, only, you know, Chris, but on the other side, there's there's a guy called Christian McCaffrey who's who's pretty good as well. Mm. But, um, yeah, look, I think um, as well, the the trend has kind of been for the Niners to play in low-scoring games in, in the postseason. So 11 of their last 14 have gone under the, under the total match points, which I think both you and I will expect a bit more of a, a a grind a shoot um not as much as a shootout as we saw last as um last season super bowl that's for sure so um just based off the of the way these defenses are built as we've we've touched on so uh, there certainly won't be um uh, more than one position and i don't think it'd be it'd be hard to see that either way blowing out it's going to be built off the off that um Whose, whose offensive line can protect their quarterback the most, you can give them the most gaps, and most space. Um, both both kind of lines have been performing out of their out of their skin all year. Um, the Chiso line really comes to the fore the last in the postseason and we know how dominant the Niners can be up front as well with Trent Williams and the like.
0: Yeah, you know what's what's really interesting is like you talk about the the run that the the Niners have had and, and how they've you know they've kind of leaked some points and, and whatever. It's it's a amazing to think that if you take out the quarterback, this could be the least talented offense that the, the Niners have faced this postseason. Um, I mean, obviously you're going to take Patrick Mahomes over Jared Goff or Jordan Love, but everywhere else, except maybe Travis Kelsey, but you look at, at the offensive groups as a whole, the The Packers are probably a more well-rounded Overall, talented offense, and the Lions certainly are. If you look at their entire package, again, take out take out the quarterback, but you look at their their package of your know, running backs and the the, the two headed beast that they've got on the ground, plus the the I guess their air raid kind of offense. Um, that starts with the Ross and Brown, and and obviously into the young tight end, and and they've just got so many different options, which the Packers do as well with with their two headed beast on the ground and um, a bunch of young receivers. They're they're athletic, they're dynamic, and whatever. And you look at those two groups compared with this Chiefs offense, it's chalk and cheese really, until you you add in Mahomes and Kelsey. And yes, there's some talent. Like it's 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 certainly not. Um, it's not an awful offense, but it's pretty average compared to the Chiefs that we've we've seen over the last you know five six years, and if you looked at the the different matchups that that the Niners defense has had to roll out over the last kind of three weeks, um, compared to the matchups that I think that they can they can roll out on Sunday night their time Monday morning our time obviously, um. The Niners' defense would be would be pretty confident that you know if you can, at least, limit the damage that Patrick Mahomes can, can throw at you, and and if you can at least, you know, put body on Travis Kelsey and limit the damage that he can do, um, then that they'd be pretty confident of, of of getting a win here. But the the flip side is is true of the Chiefs and the way that they've got here going through the Bills, um, and and obviously Baltimore. Uh, in the championship game, you know they've they've seen both on offense and defense, two really well-rounded, well-built franchises um, from a, a, a holistic perspective that are good on offense, good on defense, um, and they've they've been able to come through them um, and, and do what they do best, which is winning in the postseason. And that's why I guess, like you, and, and you've got really solid reasoning for for leaning towards the Niners. Um, you know, I'm kind of leaning towards the Chiefs here, and part of that is that mentality of. It's just so hard to bet against Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid in in the postseason. But um, a couple of little stats for you in terms of of Super Bowl and, and postseason matchups. The underdog is three and zip against the spread in the last three Super Bowls, while the underdog has covered the spread in 15 of the last 22. Obviously, the Chiefs are underdogs in this one. So Andy Reid is three and one against the spread in the Super Bowl, including two zip as an underdog, um, Patrick Mahomes is 10-1-1 one one against the spread in his career as an underdog, including the playoffs. Uh, and this is, this is really interesting, but he's got the best cover rate, 91%, as an underdog by any starting QB since the merger in 1970, which is pretty amazing. Patrick Mahomes is 9-3 straight up in his career as an underdog, including the playoffs. His 75% win rate in those games is the best by any quarterback since the merger in 1970. And Patrick Mahomes is 3 and zip straight up in his career as an underdog in the playoffs. Uh, He has a 76.4 completion rate, six passing touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a passer rating of 118.1. And just for context, Dan Marino, Brett Favre, Steve Young, and Jim Kelly, all Hall of Famers, went a combined 3 and 25 in the playoffs as underdogs, 39 passing touchdowns to 52 interceptions. With a 67 passer rating, so just puts into context Patrick Mahomes' um, limited career as an underdog in the playoffs. Um, obviously, he doesn't he doesn't come into many playoff games as an underdog, uh, but when he does, he comes out with a point to prove and a bit of a chip on his shoulder, and he's essentially flawless as an underdog in the playoffs. So. Um, just something to keep in mind, I guess, for any punters who might still be on the fence.
1: It's a phenomenal record. I mean, it's it's hard to go past, and it's probably why, like you said, I mean, a lot of us, including myself, you know, should have been, should have had more belief in, in Mahomes and the Chiefs as underdogs. I mean, I was very confident the Ravens would get the job done last week. It certainly didn't turn out that way. Of course, it was a pretty, pretty easy win for the Chiefs in the end. And just that continued that trend. I mean, Mahomes is just a straight-up different cat, you know, isn't he? Like, I mean realistically i know it's gonna i don't want to open up old wounds the eagles had every right to win that game and should have won that game last year in the super bowl i mean you completely dominated time of possession you know yards all the kind of offensive stats but it was just efficient efficiencies that the um the chiefs had they they scored the ball easier they 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 moved the ball down the field with um passing yards and even though patrick mahomes didn't have a huge day in yardage wise they were just efficient like i said they you know he was 21 of 27 which is ridiculously high percentage of completions moved the ball comfortably and and that's probably what they'll need to do again this week because i think it it, the script might go a similar way i mean the niners will probably possess the ball for longer they've got a better ground attack obviously with christian mccaffrey and and elijah mitchell's not a not a bad um, backup at all to have you've got debo samuel that you can throw into those kind of sets as well and um, the game manager will manage, mate. He'll 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 keep the ball. He'll um, keep the ball moving, and um, the Chiefs, uh, the Niners, will sustain long drives. And it's about if they can, you know, turn those red zone trips into points, and and if they can if they can score touchdowns. Because we know the way Mahomes and the Chiefs are kind of clicking at the moment, it, it seems to be working. And you know what they did against the Bills was just again a similar like we saw in the Super Bowl last year. Just smart with the ball, scored when they had it. Soaked up a lot of pressure from the Bills and and their run game, um, like they did in the against the Eagles in the in the Super Bowl win. So I feel like the game script is going to be different this year. Uh, sorry, it's very similar this year with the, with the Niners, but um, I just think they're more rounded. I don't want to say that about the Eagles because the Eagles were unbelievable last year. And um, yeah, it, it's just so hard to bet against Mahomes, but I'll stick my neck out in the line this week and 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 will. But um, yeah, it's going to be a tough watch because. Uh, because it's going to be hard work. We know that.
0: Well, for, for those of you who, who do like the Niners, like Ryan, here's a stat that you might like, and that is the Niners are six and zip straight up as favourites in the postseason under Kyle Shanahan, although all six of those games were at home. And as we know, they've they've been bloody good at home. They're very hard to beat at home, and they have been a very good team in playoffs um, under Kyle Shanahan. So, yeah, look, I'd, I guess we... Yeah, we're on opposite sides here. I think we both think it's going to be close, going to be within a possession, if not a field goal. Um, I kind of feel like it's going to it's going to end at a, at, a, at a two or three point um, difference. It's, it's going to be a tight, hard-fought game. So at this point, why don't we, we have a look at, um, yeah, so I guess, some of the bets or some of the value that, that you might be able to find. And I guess it is important to remember that at this stage, that the, the lineups still aren't final, obviously. Um, there's some question marks around a, a few... A few players, Jarrett McKinnon, uh, looks unlikely at this stage. Um, Joe Thuney is obviously a, a really important player um, at that kind of left guard position. Um, also feels about 50-50 at this stage. Um, some media outlets are saying that they think that he will play. Um, a lot are saying that, that he won't. Andy Reid seems to be on the fence. Um, so... There are some question marks about um, about the Chiefs in, in that regard. What have you heard about the, the Niners and and any question marks there?
1: No, they've got a clean bill of health, and I think that's um, one of the key things as well going into this game. I mean, we know that each side kind of have their strengths and weaknesses, but, I, I mean, it's hard to split their own lines. But if um, Billy doesn't play, then, then you have to give advantage to the Niners with, obviously, Trent Williams in there. He didn't play in their their Super Bowl loss, of course, so that obviously strengthens up their O-line considerably. You've got guys like Christian McCaffrey, who's a, he's a huge upgrade on Raheem Mostert. Um, I know M- Mostert has kind of had a, a breakout here this year in his 30s, but um, he's, McCaffrey is no doubt an upgrade on him. You've got a young wide receiver now, Ayuk, who's kind of replaced the ageing Emmanuel Sanders. So if you if you compare the, the rosters from those years past, I mean, obviously the Chiefs are without Tyreek Hill this time. And more importantly, I think you, you replaced Jimmy G with Brock Purdy, who, who I, you know... And surely you're in agreement here, Nick. Even for all the Purdy hate, that's an upgrade on uh, for the Niners to have Purdy in in the uh, driver's seat over Jimmy G. So, look, I think there's so many positives for the Niners. We know um, the defense for the Chiefs is a far better unit this season. There's not though, like you said, there's not that supporting cast for Travis Kelsey. Is I mean, Rasheed Rice is. Turned into an absolute stud, and he's he's an upgrade on like what he had last year in terms of Juju being their second second best receiver. So you can kind of go both ways there, but I, I think the Niners have so many more strengths and so many we- more weapons up their sleeve. You've got you know a few more years on into Debo Samuel and George Kittle, who are only young young up and comers, um, and then you've got a really experienced um, defense. You add like a guy like Chase Young now into that team mid season. Um, it's a formidable, formidable lineup, and I think there's just going to be too much to handle for for the Chiefs.
0: So, mate, I guess one of the questions is like this: We've seen this line fluctuate. Obviously, the, the Niners have remained favourite over the course of of the last you know week and a half. Um, it started at what three points around that. Um, it's come into a flat one, was as as, as short as it got, um, but it's back out to about two and a half if you shop around. You know, kind of, it's, it's between one and a half, two in most places, but you can find a couple of two and a halfs if you shop around. Where should this line be? Because I, like, I feel like all the late money is going to come for the Chiefs, all those people that don't want to bet against Pat Mahomes, all those Swifties that want to bet for Travis Kelsey, um, all of those sorts of things. The, the money is trending towards the Chiefs, but it has fluctuated a little bit, which does worry me. But I think if you like the Chiefs like I do, then now is the time to bet while you can get kind of maximum value, it's not going to get, you're not going to get more than two and a half. You're not going to get three. You're not going to get three and a half. It's not going to happen. So if you like the Chiefs, you take it now at two and a half where you can get it, even two over the next few days, if you can still get it. But the money's coming for the Chiefs. It's going to get down to, I reckon, a flat one, maybe a one and a half um, at some places. It'll fluctuate again. But um, where should, where should this line end, do you reckon?
1: I think it's probably right on the money now, one and a half, one. Um, and that's probably where I anticipate it starting as well. So um very slight underdogs the Chiefs, but that one and a half could obviously come in very handy. Later in the game, we've we've seen, you know, a number of missed extra points this season, you know. I hope it doesn't come down to something like that. But mm. um it might be a two point conversion at the end, who knows? But you know, one point a one and a half point start might just be enough for you to cover, but um ultimately it's gonna be almost a coin flip, I think. But yeah, I think that'll probably be about right. One, one and a half at the moment. Um, towards the nine as I'm I'm happy to play that.
0: Yeah. Well we we're we're recording on Wednesday night. It's now about or nearly eleven PM Wednesday night, Australian Eastern. Um, and, and I've found two and a half today. So I am I've played that. That was at Sportsbet earlier today. Is that um, right? Sure. moved around, it into one bet, and a half. Bet fair. There's uh yeah, there's a bunch of places you can still get. I mean, like I said, over the last 12 hours, even the fluctuation has been pretty dramatic, but um, I do feel like that's going to come in to one and a half for sure, in my opinion anyway, but probably even a flat one. Um, so I think, like I said, if, if you like the Chiefs, if you can get two or two and a half over the next couple of days, then take it because that's coming in. Um, and, and you're certainly not going to get three or three and a half like it might have opened out at a few of the books, you know, a week or so ago. Um we do know that that Super Bowls are tight. You know, we we've spoken about it a number of times. Um, quite often, it is the more dynamic offense that gets it done when it matters. But you know, what gets you there uh, uh, is defense, and and what keeps you in it. Yeah, you know, like like we saw last year, it was it was that um, you know two minute drive, three minute drive, Mahomes at the end of the game that got the, the, that won the game for the Chiefs. But it was their defense that kind of kept them in it over the course of three and a half quarters, um, when, when really, like you said, you know, the Eagles, Eagles by all rights should have had that game sewn up and, and won, but they just couldn't get that, that extra, you know, the extra possession, extra, extra score to kind of, you know, spread the the scoreline and, and the Chiefs stayed in it. They stuck in it and they, they made plays on defense when it counted and then they made the play on offense when it counted and, I kind of feel like that. that's going to be a similar, you, you talked about it being a similar script to last season and, and I kind of feel the same way um, in that it might play out exactly the same way, that, that the Chiefs might skip out to a bit of an early lead um, and then it's on to the, onto the Chiefs to, to make stops um, in the second half and then, you know, give the ball to Pat Mahomes and, and let him do what he does, which is um, win games of football. Um, so we are on on opposite on opposite sides there. I think if you you know you're playing one and a half, I'm playing two and a half. Could both Obviously win? Chiefs plus. You're playing. We could <laughs> we could both win. There is a middle there, but let's say let's let's say we meet in the middle for a head to head, and we go two points is the Ooh, line. two Double or nothing. We go a, a little a little. Yeah, well, double or nothing, or just just a uh, separate one. Pretty- I'm, I'm quite happy to take my. I'm quite happy to take my lunch, It's um, what? Look, whatever you want. You want to go double or nothing? We'll or, work something or, or, out. We'll work we'll something, something out before the end of the show. Sure. We we're we're one and one really on on prize winning bets at the moment. So <laughs> let's uh let, let's let's set our line yep. at two no, points.
1: That's fair.
0: that's fair. So Chiefs within two, I win. Nine is by more than two, you win. And if it's too flat, then we'll buy each other a beer. <laughs>
1: sounds good, sounds good. We'll <laughs> work something out. We'll work out a little prize um, for the winner um, before the end of the show.
0: I'm, I'm sure we will, and and I think for for the first time in in uh, punt return podcast history, at least, um, we're we're gonna watch the Super Bowl. Yes, up, well, that's
1: the plan. That's the plan. Uh, I'll definitely um, definitely look to do that with you on Monday. That'd be great. So um, looking forward to that. Yeah, nothing gets in the way of that. Um, we can we can uh, fulfill fulfill a lifelong dream.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've, ever since I was a little boy, I wanted to wanted to do That's this. it, Exactly right. We get into some of the the meaty the, the fun bits, the, you know, prop bets, um, touchdowns, and and we'll finish off with some of the novelties. But um, anything you like from a from a prop perspective, a, a player perspective. Touchdown perspective that that you like it at, at this stage.
1: I haven't gone too much into the player props yet. I think um yet. but I like as as I mentioned, I think you if you are backing the Niners, I think you absolutely have to play all Christian McCaffrey props. I think they'll put the ball in his hands as much as. Brock Purdy is a god. Uh, look, I think they'll get... <laughs> no, nah, look, obviously I'm, I'm taking the piss there. There's there's obviously um, two quarterbacks out on the field and, and Brock Purdy is not the best one this week, which um, makes a difference from last week, mate. <laughs> look, I, I think it's it's definitely put the ball in Christian McCaffrey's hand. Let him make plays. Let Debo Samuel make plays. Don't force anything, Purdy. Just keep the ball moving. Um, we know he can make big throws when he wants to, but we just got to um, eradicate any key mistakes especially against this defense you know chris jones is going to be in his face a lot a lot and um it's just about eradicating those mistakes if, if they can go turnover free it goes a long way for them winning the game and i think you've got to put the ball in christian mccaffrey's hands i can see you've pointed out brandon Ayuk. he's some he's actually good value to score he's he has kind of turned into purdy's favorite red zone target and there's definitely some value there i think he's a He's a star in the making, IUK, and he, you know, he's had another quality year, but um, he continues to go strength to strength. So around 260, 265, um, anytime touchdown score is some nice value there that you could chuck into a same game multi, especially if you are leaning towards um, a Niners victory.
0: Yeah, I, I really like that. It's it's one of my it's one of my best bets for, for this game. Um, only because just some of the the research I've been doing over the last couple of days as we kind of prepared for for this Super Bowl, this is my uh, yeah out on the practice field doing my research. Um, one of the things that I, I kind of found was that you're both both teams defensively are really good against the wide receiver position, but generally that that extends to your wide receiver one and, and your key your key guy. And, and we know that you know the Niners are fluid on offense when especially when it comes to the receiver position, and, and sometimes it's Debo Samuel, sometimes it's Brandon Ayuk, but if if you had to choose, if you had to, to name your ultimate offensive lineup for the Niners heading into yeah, a one-game, a one-game series, it's it's winner go, goes home, um, loser goes home, winner takes all, whatever you want to whatever you want to call it. It's uh, it's Brock Purdy at quarterback. It's Christian McCaffrey at running back. It's Debo Samuel at receiver one, and it's Brandon Ayuk at receiver two, and the Chiefs. The Chiefs' defense falls down, at least where it counts statistically, at receiver two. And it's the it's kind of their one when you look at, at kind of all advanced metrics. Receiver two is where the Chiefs' D has struggled this season, and I think it came out as something like you know, they ranked twenty third or twenty fifth in uh, in DVOA uh, defense against receiver against receiver two. So. You know, if if you think that, that Debo Samuel's gonna gonna kinda line up as their number one option, you know, in, in the air, then Ayuk is is the clear number two and he's gonna get some yeah. some red zone targets. He's gonna get some targets. And so I, I really like that. I do think that, that Debo Samuel is their kind of go to guy because he's that as we've spoken about over the course of this playoff series, that you know, he's kind of their switchblade. Um, you know, you put him in, in multiple opportunities, whether it's on the ground, in the air, uh, Wildcat even. like th- There's a range of things you can do with, with Debo Samuel. Um, but I like Brandon Ayuk to score at 265, I think is, is pretty decent value. There's a few others. Obviously, yeah, Christian McCaffrey is, is the guy um, in that offense. Um, but one forty $1.45 to score any time is probably too short for me to bet in the Super Bowl against this Chiefs D. Um, but first touchdown I'll have a little play out at, at 460 I think it's still a bit short for a first touchdown but you know, you know his usage is going to be super high um, I do like Isaiah Pacheco anytime at a dollar88 kind of you know, even money with juice um, because clearly they've given him a ton of the ball uh, in big spots during this this the second half of this season um, and Travis Kelsey clearly I know he hasn't had a, a Mammoth season. Uh, but he's the guy in the red zone for Kansas City. And you know that when you get into the offensive half of the field that Mahomes is gonna look for Kelsey. Um, Travis Kelsey first touchdown, 925, is pretty decent value, I think. Um anytime touchdown, less value, but but also you know it's, it's still over over two bucks. So $2.12 for Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown. He's gonna get looks. You know that he's gonna get looks. Um, and so anyone that gets the volume of opportunities that Travis Kelsey gets, I think, is, is worth a play. Um, obviously, bet responsibly, but um, little, little play on, on first touchdown and maybe a, a bigger play on any time at, at $2 plus. Um, in terms of the props, I think it's, it's pretty similar. Um, Travis Kelsey, 25-plus receiving yards in each half. We know he's going to get looks. He's super important in the way that that offense runs. Uh, over two dollars is, is worth a play. I found two dollars seven today. Uh, Pacheco twenty five plus rushing yards in each half. Again, it's going to get plenty of opportunities. Over two dollars, two dollars thirty. I saw today, and I like those
1: markets. I like those mm. markets. I think They're there's good. some value there. Yeah, there's some value yeah. there. The first half, second half ones.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and Christian McCaffrey or or Travis Kelsey to score the first touchdown. They're clearly the go to guys in both offenses. McCaffrey or Kelsey to score the first touchdown at three dollars. Um, yeah, don't mind it. Again, worth a little play. What about
1: what's what's um, like a defensive or special teams touchdown?
0: Yeah, good question. Good question. Even
1: just good any question. time, I think that that's um, not highly likely, obviously, but um, a very but are, distinct uh, possibility uh, uh, this year.
0: Yeah, dynamic and and able to, to you know, make a play. Need some elevator music. <laughs> um, let's see. Here we go. Okay, defensive special teams touchdown. Yes, three dollars seventy. Yeah, for either it's really team. not that. Yeah, it's not. It's not massive value, is it? No, I would be hoping for a little bit more than that. Maybe mm. that
1: that five dollar range. But anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Obviously, gives you two options with um with both teams there, and
0: and. I don't mind, and I know it's not a huge a huge market, but total sacks. The lines at four and a half. When you look at at the guys on each of these defensive lines, and um kind of the edge rushes. I think that that, you yeah, know, five is, is certainly a reasonable number for for, for these um, for these defensive matchups. So, yeah, we might a little play at that. Total sacks, four and a half over at $2.5. Like I said, it's not a massive market but um, worth a little play. Um, the MVP, obviously a contentious one because clearly we've got a stud quarterback and Patrick Mahomes <laughs> um, in the market. It's... Just a couple of little stats. 12 of the last 17 Super Bowl MVPs have been quarterbacks from the winning team, and two of the last five Super Bowl MVPs have been wide receivers on the winning team. Does that, I mean, does that speak to you in in this?
1: No, because I think the only wide receiver that could potentially claim right to winning an MVP or having that kind of game is Debo Samuel for just for the for the amount Mm. of things that he will he would have to do I mean it's not like he's going to carry you know he's not going to have a stat line of 10 catches three touchdowns for 150 yards you know we know that's not Debo Samuel Um, Debo Samuel is going to be having five catches and it's what he can do after the catches is is what where Debo Samuel does his work and look I think you could back both quarterbacks and be pretty happy to turn a profit um, depending on who wins, it's an interesting one because um, we discussed it off air briefly. There's a couple of big value plays for some defense, some defensive studs like a Nick Bosa or a Chris Jones, for instance. So, if you are defensively minded and you want to see the big men go to work, and you can think it's going to be a, a slugfest and a, a game riddled by turnovers and low scoring, then then you know you could go, you could do worse than a hundred plus dollars on on one of the big men. To win MVP, but I mean, we saw it only not that long ago with Bon Miller um, on the Denver Broncos team winning MVP. Uh, we we could have seen it a couple of years sure, ago with Aaron Donald, sure, but, but um, which which probably still haunts you have. to this day. But it's, look,
0: it absolutely does. Absolutely robbed.
1: Cooper Cup was a rightful oh, well, I wouldn't say rightful, but it yeah, it he? He, he, he was good. good. But um, yeah, AD could have had. <laughs> AD could have easily had an MVP as well. So, yeah, you could do a lot worse um, than those odds. So, you know, if you want to have a, a really long-range play, again, depending on who you think is going to win, they're the two guys that you'd probably circling yep. on.
0: Well, I mean, look, let's be honest. If, if you think the Chiefs are going to win, then the safe play, the smart play is Mahomes at $2.30. If you think the Niners win, then the safe play and the smart play is Rock Birdie at 280 or whatever it is, 255, 280, whatever that is. Um, Yeah, there's a few others. I think Travis Kelsey, for his importance to the Chiefs offense, is at $15, which I think is overs. But the reality is, if Travis Kelsey puts up a stat line that is amazing and the Chiefs win, then Patrick Mahomes is winning the MVP. Yeah,
1: exactly right. Exactly right. Unless he has four picks or something as well, which is highly unlikely.
0: We know what Mahomes does in, in the playoffs. He, he just doesn't. He doesn't do that. Um, the the one that I found interesting was that that receiver market because I think you all feel like yeah, the winning quarterback wins the MVP, um, and so the fact that two of the last five have been have been mm. receivers. Obviously, you mentioned Cooper Cup. Um, there's a, there's, a, there's two markets here and i think the only receiver like you said the only receiver that could win the mvp this week is debo samuel and it's not it's not purely for his receiving skill we know that you know he's he's an excellent receiver he's a very good receiver he's probably not an elite yeah. receiver but his his value comes in his ability to play different roles and and you know have different looks and have different opportunities and, and do different things with that offense. So if you like Debo Samuel, there's a couple of marks you can play there. Wide receiver, Super Bowl MVP to be a wide receiver at $13 is, is probably uh, something that you could look at. But Debo, Debo Samuel straight up, um, like you said, five catches, 65 yards, four or five rushing attempts. You know, has the ability to, to reel off a, a 25 or 30 yard run um, and, and impact in different ways. He could throw a touchdown. You know, you, you look back at um, a number of kind of plays and Debo Samuel has, has done that before. Um, and so I think if, let's say Debo Samuel has a stat line of, you know, five catches, 65, 70 yards, three or four rushing attempts for, for 30 or 40 yards and a couple of pass attempts, maybe throw, throws a touchdown or, or whatever. Then he's he's in that conversation, and if so, then you know twenty one bucks for him straight up, or or thirteen for any wide receiver on the field to, to take that out is is not bad. Um, but you mentioned the defensive players, and and obviously Nick Bosa is the guy for for the Niners. I can't remember what you said his odds were was about 90, 90 bucks ninety one bucks for Nick Bosa. Um, I am on the Chiefs. In which case, if you think the Chiefs are going to win. You certainly don't make a play on on Nick Bosa to win. MVP. he but Chris Jones, I think is in is in that range as well. Super important. He is the man on on that Chiefs defense. i uh, have heard a few that the the Niners players talk about the Chiefs defense, and they always go Chris Jones and the other guys. Um, and, and everyone knows it it it's Jones and everybody else on that defense. Chris Jones at at one hundred twenty six dollars is absolute value when you look at what Von Miller did um what was it eight years ago nine years ago 2015 2015 16 whatever that that was
1: roughly then yeah it's always a hard one with the super bowl because obviously you think of the you know this is the 20 the super bowls in 2024 but we we obviously think of it as the 2023 season so it all blends into if you go with one of the two it's always pretty safe I, i mean
0: i went i went big on von miller that year because that Denver Broncos. That Denver Broncos defense was incredible, and exactly the same reason why I had a play on Aaron Donald last year, and he was what 40, 40 50 bucks, whatever it was last year. Chris Jones at one hundred twenty-six is absurd. If you think, if you think the Chiefs win this, Chris Jones at one hundred twenty-six bucks is absurd value. So it's it's worth a shekel. Always You're worth a shekel. You gonna have a play on on Nick Bosa? I
1: think so. Why not? I mean, like he's a he is a one man wrecking crew again for the. The nineties. He's probably got a few more lieutenants that could probably, you know, um, show up. Fred Warner and, and the like. And yeah. Um, but look, we—he's still the star of that defense, and I think, um, yeah, we sure. could do. Yeah, like you said, you could do a lot worse than um, having a shekel on him as well. But the main interest, mate. Let's talk novelties. This is the big one.
0: This is this is what everyone tunes in for. This is this is what we spend our our big sponsorship <laughs> money on. You know, all those dollars that we bring into this podcast, it goes on on novelty bets, um, and our expertise on novelty bets, because let's face it, if anyone's an expert on novelty shit, it's us. <laughs> the the one the one market I refuse to bet on is the coin toss. And I every year I kinda talk about nah. your runs and trends and whatever and I refuse to do it anymore. i in my little set of notes here, I've just gone coin toss question mark i'm just not doing it anymore. yeah I'm not doing it anymore no I refuse
1: no essentially you could get well you can get the same odds in the anthem and that that really is almost a you could be logical though in this in this and that's what i love about it and i think um i'm with you mate i'm always a an over believer in the anthem but i know she's she's known for probably having a little bit shorter than than a few so 89 and a half seems like a low line, though
0: it's, it's a really interesting one because I think at, at a very high level, if you if you look at what Reba McIntyre's for like the fourth or fifth year straight is a country singer doing the anthem. She's done the anthem plenty of times, by the way. You know, a number of different things, All-Star Games, Pro Bowls, A bunch of different like state championships, national championships, different sports, different events. Um, She's done the national anthem a lot of times, but not so much recently. And she is getting older. But like you said, um, a bunch of her last renditions of the anthem, she has sped through. Like we're talking 70 seconds. This market's at at 89 and a half. She's done it at 70 or just over 70 in the past. Um, And already... Yeah, eighty nine and a half is the lowest national anthem um, over under for the last yeah. nearly the last twenty years.
1: Yeah, it's always around two minutes, isn't it? So it's
0: around yeah, it's around two minutes. So this is this is real low, and it started even lower. It, it opened at eighty four and a half, and wow. I think that's because when they announced Reba, everyone goes to look back at YouTube and, and count, <laughs> set the stopwatch on, yeah, and they've seen it's like a minute ten, a minute fifteen, and so you look at at. Um, at a bunch of these things, and yeah, you, know, you kind of you kind of bet under, and that's why the books. I think the books are so good with so many things, um, and and all of that is because of data and money invested in analytics and predictive analytics. You'd know you've worked with bookmakers. I've worked with bookmakers. So much money is spent on predictive analytics and you know, averages and, and a bunch of things. What this doesn't take into account is the f- the flexibility and fluidity of music, and humans. That's exactly right. Um, Reba McIntyre is 68. She's not 60. She's not 55. She's not 45. She's not a young woman anymore. I see, sure. 68's not old. It is. I'm not, I'm not going to be ages old. here. 68's not old. I'm nearly 68.
1: <laughs> you feel 68. You're not sixty. It's
0: not young. <laughs> I feel older than 68 sometimes. I bet you do too. Yeah. Um, one thing, again, books don't take into account that all of these other anthem renditions she sung on her own, unaccompanied, no band, mm-hmm. no musicians, on her own. And human tendency when you're singing a cappella is to speed through things because you have no you have no metronome, you have no drummer, you have no other instruments that kind of help you keep track of time, that help you keep time, um, and all those sorts of things. I can't see that happening at a Super Bowl. I just can't see um, in this day and age an a cappella country singer singing the national anthem unaccompanied. So she's gonna have at least one other person, whether it's a guitarist, a piano player, or a full band, um, that's gonna accompany her. And they're gonna keep time. That's what they do is they keep time. Um a bunch of analysis by much smarter people than me have 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 been done into how this works and ultimately, if you set a metronome to the national anthem, the only way that she can speed through this in under 90 seconds is by performing the anthem at 78 beats per minute, which is just unreasonable for an old woman. It's, just, oh, it's, it's not reasonable. you really going to
1: depth. I love it so much.
0: It's not reasonable. So I'm I'm well on the over For her health
1: and longevity and the fact she that we wanted to live. She doesn't have the lung
0: capacity. She's, like, she's, a good, she's a good singer, but she's not young anymore. She's not Lady Gaga. She's not Katy Perry. She's not Taylor Swift. She's Reba McIntyre. She's not young anymore, and you need—they really should to just be got able to Taylor. do that. They should, yeah. They, they'd be kicking themselves that they didn't. <laughs> she's gonna be, in, yeah, yeah. We spoke about it the she's other. She's on week. the plane. She's gonna be. She's on a plane. She'll be there. I'm 100 percent sure she'll be there. Oh, she'll be there. Well, Don't you worry about 99. that. 99.9 percent sure. Um, but look, that that is 78 beats per minute is unconscionable. For, <laughs> it's it's just. It's cruel and unusual punishment for an elderly senior to sing that fast the national anthem. There you go, you heard it here first. It would Better be the century evil and cruel. Oprah. Better the century. It's 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 a moral. Absolute moral. Get on it.
1: Oh, so good. So good. So is this.
0: I, I imagine I imagine that back in the day. I imagine that back in the day, you would have been a huge Usher fan.
1: Mate, it's so because um I'm. I had to when you when I was looking at halftime first song. I had to really go back into the catalog and go, what the fuck does he actually sing? And then you do play some songs, and you're like, oh yeah, I remember this. But no, no, not in my wheelhouse at all. R and B kind of hip hop. Well, I suppose he's more R and B than hip hop, isn't he? He's a, a yeah. soulful guy and can absolutely yeah. respect the hell out of him. He's a he's an unbelievable performer. But um, I think um, you've, you've tapped into something else that's. A, a pretty good lock here over eight and a half songs in the set list.
0: Look, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that this set list was was at eight and a half. Um, when again, when I did a little bit of research in this, and I'm sp- a little bit, a little he spent
1: bit. three days doing <laughs> yeah, this.
0: It's about about that. I love this shit. Let's be honest. The past six halftime show performers played at least nine songs. That's the last six shows. The last six have been at least nine songs. And we know that they might They really it.
1: condense them, don't they? Like, they just smash them they out. They do. They
0: might yeah. only do one verse. They only do one verse and a chorus and another. Like, they, they really smash it out. Shakira and Jennifer Lopez uh, in Super Bowl 54, 17 songs in their halftime set list. That's amazing. But if you look back, and you, you mentioned it, like, you, you kind of think of, oh, he's got a couple of big songs. But during that period where he was one of the top five artists in the world, especially in, in R&B or, or hip hop or whatever, he had about as many number one hits or top 10 hits as anybody else in the world during that period between like uh, 98 and 2010, something like that, 2015. Um, I, Usher was fucking huge. So there, there's a lot of tracks there. I, I feel like he plays at least 10 songs, um, probably more. And so, yeah. Again, over eight and a half. Free is, money is better than the century. Happy days. Not, can you can you multi? 100%. But if it loses, don't blame me. <laughs> can you multi novelties? Yeah, you can. Well, I mean, you can on some. You can on some books. Sportsbet, I think allow multis. I did. I did one before. They've got a. Sportsbet had a separate section for novelty multis. so you couldn't do it just standalone. But you could. There's like a. And again, I hate the way I hate the way books do these novelties and they do Super Bowl bets and props and whatever, with a separate bet line or a separate like segment for all these different categories. It's fucking awful. Just do the same thing that you do every week and have, you know, game props, you know, game bets, game props, player props, etc. Just have it all in one and just get over with. Keep novelties separate if you want, but do it all in one. Well said. <laughs> well it was hard to find Half song a markets yeah I mean a lot, of, a lot of song. books
1: having last it really songs.
0: was I found it earlier I found it earlier and then when when you asked me when you asked me where was it I couldn't go back and find it again same argument just make it easy flying
1: in blind with, with prices or anything but I thought oh my god could be one but then I thought he won't open with a song that's essentially a duet not a duet but you know, Will I Am have his features heavily in that song, and he is. You can you can another novelty is like you can bet on who's going to perform with him, who's going to make an appearance, and I think Will. Mm. Will I Am's good value around that. I think I saw him for about dollar fifty. I think they'll play that song, and he'll he'll pop up somewhere. So if you like that, but why not? I think yeah, yeah it's a bit too obvious and get it out yeah. of the way straight away. But what about you? Got it bad? Nice, like kind of slow song to kind of groove into the to the set
0: there's a there's a lot of options there's a lot of options
1: there is there is there is um... I,
0: I had a look at the 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 three favorites i mean normally normally the set opener is is you're one of the favorites not necessarily the favorite last year you know, we've i've been i've been pretty good with this in the last couple of years just mm, looking at yes how these artists perform their current sets um it's been a bit difficult to find set list not set lists because you can find kind of average set lists for, for just about everyone you know based on periods of time and, and whatever but individual set lists for Usher have been really difficult to find um, well he hasn't
1: performed in a very long time has he like well he's
0: he's he's had a residency in vegas right i can't remember which casino but he has had a had a residency in vegas i think through like october november december Maybe even in into January. Um, this
1: this year is Usher, uh Elvis is he just stuck in Las Vegas? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, only allowed to play in yeah. El- uh, Las Vegas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, so I mean so many are right. Like it's a way to kind of finish careers and you know do all that sort of stuff. Release a new album of greatest hits. Is you have a residency in Vegas, and there's so many casinos that you can do it at. But um, it's weird because I I kind of like you said with um, oh my God, and and whatever, but. I actually really don't like, oh my God, I think it's a, I think it's an awful song and it's. I think it would be a terrible way to open a set. It's just like a real weird, boring way to kind of open. Um, Usher actually started the majority of his Vegas residency sets with My Way, which is I think third favorite at five bucks. Um, but again, I went back and had a listen to listen to a bunch of these tracks. And it's, yeah, it's kind of like it kind of sucks. <laughs> it kind of sucks. I really, yeah, it sucks. Um, but if, if you like value and you like to bet on regularity, it worked well for us last year with um,
1: Rihanna last year
0: with um, uh, Oh Dr Dre. Yeah, last year it was the the year before in the LA Dr Dre and Eminem. And yes, that was. Uh, yeah, we went back and well had a out. had a look at a bunch of those sets and the way that they start those sets and it worked out perfectly. The script went to plan, but um, I can't see. I can't see. A Super Bowl set opening with "My Way" or "Oh My God," and I go—I just keep going back to "Yeah," which is second favorite at, at four fifty. And like, can you imagine like Pretty Good song to start. rising out of the darkness with that synth intro? Mm. Like, it's just—it's a banger.
1: Again, banger. like I know we're talking about um, artists popping up. Like ludicrous features heavily in that song. Does he mm. come in straight away? Does Archer do like something yeah. by himself to start?
0: They do. They do like to have some collaborations yeah. in the Super Bowl, don't they? They've, they've done it in the. Oh, past. Oh,
1: there'll be plenty of people popping up. It's just more about does he want the, yeah. the bit of me time early by himself before he um, introduces any of his mates?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's um. What's what's funny is for any of those people betting on how you know what the last song is, Archer um, actually finishes his set generally pre-encore like his his actual set list finishes with yeah which is uh, again same reason it's a banger like it's a good way to end a show it's a showstopper it's everyone's favorite um i kind of feel like you start a show you start a show at the super bowl with with the favorite it's got a good vibe it's full of energy and all that stuff. yeah it's
1: it's different to a, Mm. a normal concert where you you wait Get the audience waiting or yeah. hanging on it. You just want to make an impact straight away, I suppose. Yeah, one hundred
0: percent. But funnily enough, yeah. oh my god, is like third last in a set, so it's kind of like stuck in no man's land. And I just can't see you going from like if the, if a song if you in your regular set a song isn't strong enough to start or end your set or start or end your show, you just <laughs> you can't you can't start a Super Bowl set with that. So I'd be I'd be shocked. No, that's fair. I'd enough. be shocked if he if he opens with oh my god. And two fifty seems way too low, so I'm not touching that at all. I'll have a little play on yet at 450 and My Way at five bucks just because he's used to that starting sets with uh with My Way. Um now the big question the big question that everyone wants to know what colour I
1: reckon it's an easy one.
0: colour is the Gatorade gonna be for the winning team?
1: I I agree with you. I, I think it has to be red.
0: Has to be, doesn't it?
1: There's two. The two teams of majority, uh, predominantly red. It's a delicious flavour. I can't it's believe purple. Purple is the the favourite, but that purple probably is my favourite really? to be honest. But I don't see it being a, a a staple in the um in the Gatorade tub um that gets tipped over. That's it's certainly not something that pops up every time. So I'm happy to I'm happy to lay the um. Lay my uh, dollars on, on red as well. Yeah, my red slash pink. That's
0: right, my uh, red's red's the best flavour. I uh, purple tastes like medicine. Red and blue are the two best. Mm. Red and blue are the two best the two best flavours. But clearly, like the Chiefs and the Niners are not going with blue, surely. It's gotta be it's gotta be either
1: Blue would be a very it would be weird, a super choice.
0: weird choice. It's gotta be either red, red orange, orange. or yellow. It that that mm. they're the options, I think.
1: Or clear?
0: Could you? Oh, you couldn't, could you? Nah.
1: Is, I think I think red's a red's a standout yeah, for it's me. It's
0: value. There's there's value there. Like, yeah. the Chiefs the Chiefs the books used now? orange in the last Super Bowl win over the Niners four years ago. They used purple in last year's win. It's all those colours of like the red reddish colours, orange and purple. Now they're playing against mm. the Niners, who are another predominantly red team. Surely, if if you're going to beat the Niners now, you go with their colour. You really rub it in. If you could beat them twice in a Super <laughs> Bowl, you really rub it in. You go with their color, and it's red. They haven't done it before. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what the Niners would do. That obviously it's been a while for them. Um, but again, red seems as good as any. It's their color. Why wouldn't you go red if if you're gonna you know break your drought and, and all sorts of stuff? You go with your own color, and red's it at five bucks. I couldn't believe that that red was like third or fourth. Favourite in, in Yeah, yeah Me crazy. too
1: I thought it would be The clear favourite Yeah, yeah. It'd be nice. clear
0: favorite. Anyway If if you like That wonderful Logical analysis Of all of those <laughs> Completely useless Worthless Novelty bets um, Which I do And I've multed them together Chiefs win into Over 89 and a half seconds For the anthem length Into Over eight and a half songs In the set list Into red or pink, whatever you want to call it, uh, the Gatorade colour, gets you about 29 bucks. So I'm happy to play that um, and, and have a little bit of fun on the novelty bets and the novelty multi. But, um, mate, to finish up the show, it could be our last one for the season. I know we've talked a couple of years in a row about doing a post-Super Bowl show, and we haven't actually done it. But maybe we'll do it this year. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Um, the final say.
1: You know what would be... Oh, uh, well... What would be cool is if we actually get together and, and do a review or a, a post yeah, Super Bowl I'm, show in, in person. Funny
0: you mention that, because I am, Don't know how I'm we... setting something up in my office to be able to do just Here we that. Go. Here we I've been go. talking about it for a long time, but I'm as close as I've ever been to doing that, that we can actually sit in a table with a camera and some microphones and maybe a beer or two. Oh, have to be a beer. Maybe a whiskey. Some bird gang. And chew the shit. And uh, let's let's think about it. Maybe, maybe not Maybe not next Tuesday or Wednesday night after the Super Bowl, but maybe a week after that. Let's see how we go.
1: Yeah, I think um, in a fortnight's time would be good.
0: Final say, Super Bowl tip. I'm going the Chiefs 27-24, to 24, field goal difference, and Pat Mahomes, touchdown drive to finish the game, to win the game, to win Super Bowl number three. What have you got?
1: Very similar scoreline, but going the other way, and it's a it's a forty nineers twenty four twenty one victory. Very good,
0: very good. I hope you're wrong.
1: Look, I I kind of hope I'm wrong too. I, I I would I would certainly wouldn't begrudge the Chiefs winning. I I would like to see that as well. But head just says is at this stage.
0: Well, whatever happens, I think we are in for a very intriguing, engaging Super Bowl. Can't wait to watch it on Monday morning with you, mate, and. uh Good luck to all the punters out there. Uh, hope you'll win. All of you. Good luck. Go Chiefs. Go. <laughs>